everybody. Thank you for tuning in. It is the week after Easter, uh, Monday the 17th. Uh, I think the week starts on a Monday. A lot of people think it starts on Sunday. I think that's weird. Why split the weekend? But I guess whatever people want to think, you probably think I'm weird. Anyways, that's, that's a little about what <laughs> this is all about. If you're tuning in for the very first time, uh, I'm Jake Cambrin. And this is my weird dating podcast show. Uh, today we have the very lovely Sarah Hake sat down for our very my very first brunch conversation that I've had. I was excited to do that. I'm a big fan of breakfast foods, and I definitely wanted to make some good stuff. It, it turned out fine. Uh, I had a I think I had a lovely spread, and uh, Sarah enjoyed it as well. Uh, and uh, we will have a lovely conversation as well. Uh, <laughs> I guess uh, part of the, one of the weird things that we're, I'm going to change in the future is the chewing, uh, which you'll hear at the beginning of this. Uh, please don't let that throw you off. Uh, it's probably something that's a little disgusting. Um, I need to take a drink of water actually right now. <clears throat> so you're going to hear stuff probably similar to that. And, uh, so yeah, uh, and, uh, so yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, part of this is the, the day of the podcast is that I'm, I'm wanting to learn how to cook better, uh, because I know that's a very important part of dating and having a partner and, uh, and just a good skill to have in general, uh, for yourself because I love to eat good food and, uh, I would like to learn how to cook better, especially be able to cook for a date. And stuff like that and uh, I can tell even after three episodes that I'm starting to get better at it <coughs> and it's becoming a more fun thing for me so uh, I'm glad that I took on that challenge I've always been a terrible cook mostly because I just have a weird uh, palate <laughs> in general uh, it's not normal I grew up as a, as a kid I was extremely picky and I'm very much less picky now, but I am still have very weird habits. Um, you'll definitely, I'll definitely be getting into that with with different guests as we go along. Uh, but yeah, I, I especially loved the breakfast brunch, uh, uh, doing that because I love breakfast foods. I mean, you got pancakes, biscuits, bacon, eggs, all the good carbs and proteins. It's, uh, it is by far the best meal of the day. And if you can throw in brunch, we also had some fruits and other stuff like that. And uh, yeah, we ended up having a, I, I didn't know Sarah Haig very well. We ended up having a really deep conversation and she was very open to talking about things. And uh, she's was a really interesting person. So we'll uh, be getting into that. I wanna get to my dates. Uh, coming up, <clears throat> I'm going to be on Emily Zeke's show, Philosophy, I believe at the Capitol Hill Tavern. That's uh, going to be this Sunday, uh, the Sunday after <coughs> Easter, on the 23rd, I believe. And uh, she was my last guest, so uh, that, if you want to come out to that show, she's the host. And uh, I'll be on it as well, I've got a killer lineup as well. And uh, I'm also going to be at Nighthawk on May 13th and doing the New Faces comedy, uh, Nighthawk Brewery on the 13th. And I'm also doing uh, the 
Comedy Works New Faces uh, contest this year, which I'm really excited about. And uh, my first round is going to be on the 24th. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. And uh, let's get into this episode with Sarah Hake. Hey, everybody. This is Jake Cambron with the First Date Podcast. I'm here with Sarah Hake. Uh, we just had an awesome little brunch. Very delicious. Uh, yeah, some pancakes and some uh, hash browns, uh, bacon, fruit, and uh, we're just uh, talking about love, advice. We're just talking about film school and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, what uh, what get what got you started with film? Your interest in film. What uh, what made you love um. with narrative and stuff like that so I actually had never thought about doing film outside of maybe performing okay um and it was never like a real realization it was kind of just like that'd be fun nothing I actually was working towards mm-hmm. uh and I had been going I went back to school in 2005 or in uh <laughs> not 2005 when I was 25 Okay. And I just had no direction, really. I was just taking general ed- education stuff. Um, and I did a project with Preston Tompkins at the Colorado Film School. Okay. Um, where we sat in this cafe that um, I, like, realized... I realized something when we were filming in this cafe for this scene he wanted us to act in. Um, I, looked at, I looked at him, and I was like, hey, do you rent out this... this cafe like I would rent out a study hall in the library Mm -hmm. and he was like yes and I thought that was very interesting um but yeah I just I always loved movies I've always watched movies I've always been very interested in in directing or in directors and um kind of like breaking down the movie like every time I watch a movie I would you know really want to talk about it and break it down with whoever I watched it with but um yeah it wasn't until I was like already well into comedy and writing that I was like, hey, why don't I take this thing I actually loved for a long time? Um, like, my brother used to work at Hollywood Video, so... I remember having Hollywood Video <laughs> yeah. right down the street from where I lived growing up. So him and I would, uh, yeah, <laughs> would watch lots of movies and nerd out on stuff, and he... My brother's always been a big influence on me, and always would push me into watching this director and that director. And Does old, older brother? Older brother. Okay. Yeah, so... It's a cool guy. Yeah, I always just had this love for movies and this nerdiness for movies, and it, it wasn't until I was actually with Preston on his set watching him doing like look like he was doing the like the most fun thing ever yeah. and creating this story in front of a camera. I was like, oh my god, why am I not doing this? Mm-hmm. And I applied to the film school like two weeks after. But it's it was, yeah, long run around. Basically, I just mm-hmm. wanted to do it. Yeah. That's a... Quick question: Does Preston say "action girl" when he <laughs> when he's directing? No, but he should. <laughs> that's yeah. a really dumb question. No, that's, no, that's a, that's a local joke. He does. He does. He says okay. it now. Um, he was. was he actually. Good. He was my assistant director on my midterm, and I. Okay. I swear to God, I, I, I don't think I would have gotten it done if it weren't for him. He, okay, so I kind of yeah. you oh, along God, he, a little bit. I mean, him and I are talking right now, and. I'm trying to get him, uh, get camera advice from him, like, for my final. Okay. And he's, like, trying to, I'm, like, half reading the text. But, yeah, he's, like, trying to explain to me why I should use this one camera. But, yeah, no, he's been a very big mentor. Him and Zach Reiner have always kind of been 
somewhat coaching me. Even when I first started comedy, they were always really friendly and kind and yeah, they're really funny guys too. Yeah, really funny. Yeah, <laughs> That's definitely have a lot, a good a lot of respect to have. Yeah, a lot of respect for them. Yeah, God, and their stepdad videos are so good. Yeah, I I love that kind of stuff, especially because it's it's short. It's so short. It's form. hard. Yeah. It, well, like yeah, it's probably hard to think about stuff that takes well, only even, a couple seconds to to get a joke off. Well, or, yeah, yeah, it's like a whole dramatic story in, in in less than thirty seconds, and like that that's been a challenge for me in film school. Has been. How do I get this story that has this beginning, middle, and end in uh, three minutes? You know, yeah. like how do I tell a whole st- a whole story in three minutes? And he, they do it in ten. You know, yeah, they do it in fifteen seconds, and it's it's you get it, it makes sense, it's right there. I feel like that's that's one of the hardest things about doing film is figuring out what. Uh, Getting the plot points down, mm-hmm. figuring out yeah what to do with a limited amount of time. Sure, and that's I mean also you find that in your edits too, which has been a very interesting learning process for me. But going at the same piece three different three different ways with three different edits has been very interesting. And even in projects that I've worked on with other people in my class, we have the same footage, but we edit all completely differently, and each of us tell a completely uh, different story. Really. What was your uh, what was your first project that you did? Your first film project? <laughs> uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but I did a a day in the life of William Montgomery. Oh, that must be crazy! What it I haven't did you put it on Facebook or anything? Yeah, I posted it a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a it's just a four minute video of uh, basically just me goofing off with William. Really. Um, <laughs> But it's it's good. I, I I really enjoyed it. I actually didn't get a good grade on it. <laughs> really, they didn't like it. <laughs> um, my per, like my professor was just very confused. I, I yeah, that's he, what I was about to say. Well, that. Every, everybody else had like this cookie cutter. Like this one girl did you know an interview with this one restaurant in Denver that like hires, or you can work off your your bill like you can work for an hour and get a free meal really so it's like this you know but that's that's very like boom 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 cut and dry we started blah 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 William is a different beast you know like <laughs> I have like you know some footage of him washing dishes and you know in it and all this stuff but I, I think it really captured and I feel like I feel like anybody that knows William knows that it captured him well yeah you can cut but yeah. literally I got a bad grade because I feel like my professor doesn't believe that William's a real person yeah but it's like no this guy's real this yeah. is uh this is what he's like I thought it was too too contrived but it's like nah this is this is yeah, reality he's, he's just a goofball but yeah no I there's like a he talks about the in and I got him a I got him finally to, to actually. I didn't do it. This other guy who was um, directing with me got him to open up, which was amazing. Because yeah, I felt like you know, just me and William are close. So like having this other guy that was not as close to them be like, okay, tell me about this. He does this great little story about how he got addicted to getting laughter and uh, Christmas play, and he's like eight years old or something like that, and or sixth grade or something like that. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a. You, you sh- I mean, if you ever get the time, it's pretty. It's on YouTube. It's on my yeah, have, YouTube channel. I always have time. I don't know why people say they don't have time for stuff like that. <laughs> well, uh, I'll definitely look it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, so that was my first project, and um, my final is actually going to be with William as well. Okay. Um, I love that dude so much, and him and I 
have yeah. a lot of good laughs together. Yeah, and, he uh, seems crazy. Like, he seems like somebody actually, that I, like, I don't even, I wouldn't even know how to interact with somebody like that, the, I feel like. The funny thing about that is that I feel like he's one of the most normal people I've met to an extent. Mm-hmm. Like, and he's so sweet and he's so polite. And then, uh, and then you get him in front of a camera or put him on stage and he becomes like this personified version yeah. of himself where he's just... I've well, definitely seen him do his thing on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's definitely <laughs> That's experience. Fine. I, I mean, recommend seeing William Montgomery highly. Just, yes, uh, great comic. Just because it's going to be probably like nothing you've ever seen before. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, and it's probably never something he duplicates <laughs> ever. Well, yeah, he has a set, but yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah but, uh,. I guess let's go. Let's go back since you. Uh, you said you were from. You grew up in uh, upstate New York. Yep, I grew and... up in the foothills of the Adirondack Mountains. Mm-hmm. And you, uh, you had one brother, or did you have any other siblings? Oh God, um, family stuff gets complicated. <laughs> is, for that, me. is that is that yeah? Is that Technic- where it starts getting complicated? <laughs> I for mean, you? Uh, brief little history. It's to make it as simple as possible. I'm technically one of seven. Okay. Um, but I don't know any other any of my siblings except for one of my brothers. Um, but my brother and I, and he's my other siblings are all half siblings. He's my only full brother, full blooded brother, same mother, same father. And uh, him and I both went into foster care together. Oh, um, really? When I was the, uh, when I was eleven. That must have been terrible. It's okay, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's I I'm okay with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's definitely not. It's definitely not a. You, you don't go into foster care like yay. Yeah, it's just not the most normal experience that you. No, definitely not. But yeah. but um, my he is my he's my closest relative, my only relative. He's my best friend. Okay, I love that dude. But yeah, him and I grew up together. We're like three years apart. He's older than me. And okay. Definitely, uh, he was a music guy back home. He still is. Um, but yeah, he had a really good local band back in the day. And he's opened up for like really big bands like uh, Strokes and oh, really? Gym wow. Class Heroes and stuff like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. My, my friend got me into Gym Class Heroes when I was in middle school. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, and like uh, Presence of the United States of America and, oh, cool. and Breaking Benjamin and uh, God, this. Bowling for bowling for soup. It's just an eclectic variety of <laughs> it's like music. all the bands that my friends were into. Right in up. like two thousand four. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah, basically exactly that time. Um, but yeah, no, my my. So like, I get a lot of influence like artistically from him for sure. Okay. He grew up playing video games, and I love video games. He grew up loving punk emo music. I grew up loving punk emo music. Yeah, I had a brother that was three. That was three years older than me. So like, we were. It's a pretty. It's a pretty close in age. And like oh, yeah. he's he's older. He's like definitely there's a big enough gap where like he's definitely cooler and yeah, and, yeah. and can show you stuff. Uh, I definitely got called in in middle school and high school several times. Paul Hake's little brother, because um, <laughs> I also I sported a short haircut when I was in like middle school. Okay, uh, and my brother was just way cooler than me. Um, but yeah, my nicknames were Little Hake and. Paul Hake's little brother. Little Hake. <laughs> yeah, little yeah Hake. that must not have been very fun to be called a little bro. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, because they definitely meant that I looked like a man. Um, but I'm, I'm, I come to terms with it, and uh, it doesn't bother me at all. You're a handsome little young woman. I'm I guess still, they I'm still to. handsome. 
Still well, you were you recently cut your hair short? That was a uh, yeah, a big transition. Yeah, I guess it's it's so weird because I feel like people want to make like a statement out of it. Mm-hmm. Like I've literally had so many people ask me why I've done this, but it's like yeah, well, it's just it's been a, it's been a social experiment kind of. It's like okay, it's interesting to see how people react because yeah, people are either like oh that's great, good for you, like that looks your hair looks awesome, or like it's like people think I like need to like don't I've like. I'm, like, doing this because my friend has cancer. Or, like, you know, I feel like people, like, did you donate your hair? And yeah. why did you do it? And it's, like, I wanted a fucking haircut. I don't know. <laughs> like, if I was a man, you would not ask me this at all. Yeah. I mean, but like, uh, I like I would definitely not feel comfortable asking outside of a podcast mm. <laughs> type of setting. So, like, yeah. yeah. I'd be, like, yeah, it's just that's totally your thing. It's not like it's... Sure. Yeah, sure. it's not like you did something crazy where it's, like, well, uh, like patches of hair shaved sure. out like that would be a little extreme but like shaving your head isn't that big of a deal it feels I, nice in the summer oh it feels it, so yeah good. it feels cool and breezy i used to wear my hair my hair like that all the time in yeah the summer. I, I, I just wanted to do great. it it feels cool it's low maintenance yep like you barely you don't even have to shampoo bedhead what's that <laughs> yeah fuck that just no, get out of here with that shit just roll out and no i love it it's mm-hmm. it's it's been fun and i like it and we'll see where i do with it next but yeah. well, that's great I've always wanted to do it. And I, like, was unemployed, so I was like, perfect opportunity. <laughs> I mean, you can always tell them, like, I don't have to worry about my hair. I have to always I have a job. shave I have... some time, time off in my morning routine. I have a job now, but yeah. Nice. Yeah. What are you doing now? Do you do, is it brand new? Uh, it's pretty new. This will be, like, my third or fourth week this week. Okay. Um, but I'm waiting tables at a place called Moxie on South Broadway next to Hornet. I think I've seen that place. Yeah. It's pretty great. I feel like I know the sign, but I don't know where. It's like a little little eatery. Um, They close at 7. Nice. So it's perfect for comedy. Yeah. And they let me have my two days off a week for school. So That's cool. um, Yeah, I didn't find a job for a long time because I really, I didn't want to compromise comedy. Mm -hmm. And I... I was just like, I'm not going to settle for anything less than a day job. So... Yeah. Finally, I found something, but yeah, it's nice. The food's really good, and and everything's made in house, which is awesome. That's cool. Yeah, except for the bread. Oh Bam. man, that's like one of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. Is bread. <laughs> Why can't you make that too? I know. I know. <laughs> it's all local though. It's like made in Aspen or some shit. All right, well, I'll definitely have to check it out sometime. Yeah, it's really good. Be cool. Well, uh, uh, we were talking about uh, your your early life growing up like do you remember your first experiences with love and <laughs> relationships like being a, um, being a young lady and and learning i've all, I, i'm always interested in, in when yeah. people discover like what uh the opposite sex is and stuff like that it, I, i've always found those stories pretty funny well i'm also bisexual so oh, okay. um that was a thing for me so dropping I, the b words <laughs> and yes yeah um but yeah, I I loved people like right away. Like yeah. ever since I was a kid, I always loved and this is gonna sound so weird, but I had a step cousin, not blood related, but a, a girl and her and I when we were four and five years old would play doctor. Um <laughs> But that was, like, my first early on experience. That was, like, very young, like, sexually experimenting. Oh, really? Um, Did that make you think that you were uh, gay at first? No, not at all. Oh, really? I just, I never had, I really never had any 
sort of idea about it. I think when I got older, like, I I just didn't uh, go towards women. Like, I definitely historically have gone for men. Um, <laughs> you said historically. Historically. Say, I put well, it in the books. Right, I've right. I wasn't, like, chasing Planted my women. flag with men, with yeah. men first. <laughs> but, uh, like, so, like, I didn't, I, like, next time I, like, sexually experimented, I was, like, seven, and I was making out with this guy who lived in my same apartment complex growing up. Mm-hmm. Guy, I say guys. This other seven-year-old boy uh, named Kyle. Uh, we would we would go to like this roof spot. You could like climb up where you weren't supposed to be. We would like make out. Yeah, those hiding spots were yeah, so good. Yeah, yeah I remember um, as a kid uh, starting to kiss girls in kindergarten and stuff like yeah. that. Like trying to be super romantic and mm-hmm. like this just, wasn't romantic. Yeah. This was hiding from it's our just, parents. This, is, this was like just shame. Like, we were, shameful. We knew we weren't supposed to be doing this. Uh, we need to hide from our parents because they live here. Too. Um, but I don't know uh, that the whole bisexuality thing came later for me mm-hmm. only because I feel like I always knew I was but literally there were only like three gay people in my town that were openly gay <laughs> okay. I mean I wish I was exaggerating but like at least in my peers amongst my peers there was only like three people I knew yeah it's hard to <laughs> right and experiment if there's none <laughs> and by the time I was trying to experiment with women in my hometown I was just hitting on straight girls Mm-hmm. And then I was in a re- I was in relationships for a long time okay. with men, but when I moved to Denver and broke up with my ex at twenty five, so like the past three years, okay. I've been experimenting with women, going on dates, having sex with them, but not. I've never been in a relationship with a woman. Okay, I find that to be harder, and I find that the women I would want to be in relationships with <laughs> are straight. Yeah. So. That's yeah. That's definitely gotta gotta be a, a strange easy. vibe to feel out. Yeah, it ain't easy being bisexual. Yeah. But, uh... Well, we're both right in that boat because <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is. Uh, I've never had a girlfriend either. That's part of one of the reasons why I'm doing the podcast. Is like okay. I'm, I'm 27 and I've never had a girlfriend. Like I've, you just think that's because you're awkward. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm super uh, super shy, mm-hmm. and I I think I re- I've had a lot of self esteem issues. In the I mean, past that as totally well affects it. And that's very hard to to uh, for women to be interested in you if you're kind of a sad sack. Well, I was, sometimes <laughs> Michael Sarah definitely made nerds cool. So like being <laughs> being a nerd and being awkward is cool, yeah. but you I mean, putting yourself out there is mm-hmm. just part of it and if you're not as confident, yeah. it's not going to go as well, unfortunately. Well, just the uh I mean from experience. Yeah, being <laughs> someone who's who's autistic, I mean, I I figured out that later in life and that sort of made sense because I I really did have a hard time uh Part of it is just having a hard time reading the signals with people, just in general. Like, body language is not the best, I'm not the best with. I can be a little bit nervous and anxious socializing sometimes, but, I mean, I've I've had, like, flings with girls. Mm -hmm. Like, I've I've had short experiences that never really went anywhere, or, like, probably, like, I had feelings and they didn't, and once Mm -hmm. they realized that I had feelings, they split. Like that sure. kind of thing. No, I so yeah, I mean it's it's not like I haven't like done all the physical love stuff that I've wanted to do. It's just not. It's just I I have wanted to to have a girlfriend too, and, mm-hmm. and have someone to to share life experiences and to 
to be passionate with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I'm kind of at an opposite end of the boat right now, but uh, <laughs> I feel like I've dated too much. Like, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Have you seen Louis' new special yet? I've seen the first ten. Oh minutes, man, he, like... the way he talks about love, um, and it really, really got to me in a good way. Mm. Uh, that was related to his his viewpoint on all yeah, this stuff. Because I mean, yeah, it's either you're alone or you're in something shitty, kind of. Yeah. What he's saying, and uh, <laughs> and like, I feel like at times, like, oh, I don't want to be tied down. Like, I want to focus on my comedy and all yeah. this stuff. But other times like what you're saying like someone to share your life with like love is the greatest fucking thing yeah love love rules like and like that is a very special bond and like that time but yeah it's nothing lasts forever but yeah that's i empathize (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i mean it's a thing like i don't even mind flings like i just i like being close to a woman in Mm -hmm. some way in mm-hmm. some capacity, like, I know things don't last forever, and, like, people mm-hmm. move on, and things change. I'm an adult who understands that, and, like, doesn't doesn't freak out and, ha- and have to be a baby mm-hmm. about stuff like that, so... But, it, I mean, I really do want to, to, to connect with people more and have the, I guess, the bravery to go for it sometimes. Yeah, but, I yeah. have to... I, I wish I would tone that down sometimes. Um, <laughs> but... It's good to be brave, cause mm-hmm. I don't know what else do you got to lose. Yeah, well, I mean, like uh, I guess talk about that. Like, what was do you do you remember like your first boyfriend or like your first crush that you had? Your uh, uh... God, I had so many. <laughs> I really did. Like, I I remember like I remember like being like third grade and being like, and I don't even remember this guy's name anymore. But I remember like being in love with this guy, mm-hmm. this boy, and. He had a bowl cut, and it was, like, 1998, and it was really cool, and, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I, I've i always kind of, I don't know if you know Anis Nin or anything, like, she's a French writer, but, like, mm-hmm. I feel like I've always had, like, this French way of loving, where, like, I've always loved, like, very deeply and very passionately, but it can almost be, like, a quick fire and flame, and... Yeah, I can sort of relate to that, too. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, and I, like... I don't know, like, I, am, I feel like I could fall in love, like, pretty easily. Uh, <laughs> I know I can, and I know I do, but mm-hmm. uh, um, my first real boyfriend wasn't really until high school. Okay. Um, you know, like, consistently dating. I would say, like, when I became sexually active, like, and having sex when I was in high school, that's when I first started having, like, real boyfriends and falling in love. Because mm-hmm. before it was just, before that, it was all just, like, making out and heavy petting. But, obviously, having sex is, like, a very different bond. Yeah. But Tom O'Dell. I hope he's never... <laughs> I hope, so I remember first and last name. <laughs> Tom O'Dell. Well, I was I was in 10th grade. It wasn't that Shouts long. out to Tom O'Dell. I hope he never listens to this. Oh, I'm sure he Tom won't. O'Dell, if you're listening to this, I have no romantic feelings for you. <laughs> you but hear that? you were my first person I said... <laughs> I loved, and, like, the second person I had sex with. Yeah, um, you always gotta have a dumb <laughs> first love. No, first... we, I wouldn't say he's dumb, but we are just, I don't know how we even, we're just so different people, yeah. uh, such different people, but um, anyways, that was my first love, and we dated for, like, ten months, but, yeah, it was, like, my first time being sexually active with someone that I really cared about, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I had a couple, I had a, a high school sweetheart, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I would consider, I don't know if he would consider me his because he was a year younger than me. But when I was a senior, Ethan Brochu, hope you never listen to this either. <laughs> we have nothing in common anymore. Mm-hmm. No, they're all, all sweet people. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like Ethan was like the one, like the one, like him and I did like musical theater together and like oh. our whole relationship, how it started was very cute and romantic like, we were doing, uh, we were in a select choral da- dance ensemble together. Uh-huh. And it's, like, four sopranos, four altos, four bass, four tenors. Mm-hmm. And he, I don't even remember, I think he was a tenor. And I was a soprano. And, like, the first day of uh, this select choral dance ensemble, because it was, like, a class that we would take in school, but you had to, like, try out for, um... Everyone was like, okay, pick a dancing partner for this dance. And, like, him and I with the last ones, like, we didn't have anybody. We're like, we don't have anybody. And it's like, oh, well, guess we'll be partners. Classic and, uh, love story. Yeah, it was very cute. And then uh, we ended up, like, throughout the class, we would have uh, tryouts for, like, different songs we are working on. Mm-hmm. And we ended up doing, like, a duet together. And it was random. We randomly got picked to do Aww. a duet together. It was so cute. It was so super cute. Oh, man. But, yeah. Mm. God. That's that was like my first real like loving experiences, mm-hmm. but uh, I've had many since and many much longer. And yeah. the guy I moved here with, we were together for three years, mm-hmm. and uh, we've been apart now for two. And him and I hang out now, and it's like easy peasy lemon squeezy, <laughs> and like he's a really cool dude. Yeah. I think you gotta be when I mean that's the one thing too is I've never understood like hating like just hating women that you've been with like uh, it took us a long time to get to this point if I'm mm-hmm. being completely honest uh, <laughs> but but it's a hard it's hard it's really hard to yeah. I mean I call it my divorce sometimes <laughs> like in playful jazz so serious <laughs> well because like it was like we lived together yeah, and like made we, a big decision to move I yeah guess, yeah it's like that's a huge deal to be like okay. I want you out of my life so much that you need to move out. You know, we're going to separate our lives. And you buy so much shit together. And you nest together. And you have to, like, separate it. And, you know, you miss his cat and stuff. And it's, like, very weird. And, uh, no, there's a lot of, like, hard feelings about it. Because there's always one person who doesn't want to end as much as the other one. Yeah. I feel like. Mm -hmm. I feel like. I mean, so, like, at first we were not cool. You know, it took a lot of space it took us having a lot of space between us um, to get to this point. But, yeah, a lot of weird feelings, you know. But it's, that's like a, it's, I don't even know how people do it, like, when they're married for, like, 20, 30 years, have kids. Yeah. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, we only lived together for three years, and that was horrific. Really? It was really, it's just sad. It's just, like, yeah. I remember, I, like, I won't forget the last day he came over to get the last of his stuff that we, like, separated. We bought a bunch of camping gear together, and we had to separate it. And, uh... <laughs> it's a very Colorado thing to do, I feel like. <laughs> well, we're, we're... I mean, we grew up... Separating of the camping gear. <laughs> him and I... Him and I, uh... We were in, like, elementary school together, me and this guy. Mm-hmm. But we grew up in New York together, and camping's very popular there. Okay, yeah, because there's the, the Appalachians way up there Yep, or it's part of the Appalachian Trail, but yeah, okay. it's the Adirondacks. Um, but yeah, we grew up in the mountains and we like to be outside and do drugs and stuff. So <laughs> it's always fun. Yeah. yeah. I always find doing drugs with partners is a, is a very fun thing. I do <laughs> love it the best with like someone you, you love. Mm-hmm. One time we watched, um, uh, God Fantasia and like, I just remember like our eyes lighting up at like certain parts when like, 
Because obviously they designed the whole cartoon to sync with the music rhythmically. Mm-hmm. And when you realize that and you're on drugs, it's like, whoa. It's very, very spiritual. Yeah. So spiritual. I remember Just I was, uh, I was having like a fling with a girl that I liked. And uh, she came over on ecstasy. Oh, Like, God. just wanted me to hold her for a while at See, first and, like, just rub her and, like... I was like, man, I wish you had brought some. Yeah. Like, I wish I was on this with you, but... I've never really done ecstasy and I've never really done a lot of drugs. I've kind of had a huge phobia of them Not for really. a long time until last year is the first time I really started experience, or experimenting with drugs outside of pot alcohol and mushrooms mm. which I hardly consider drugs but like I did acid for the first time and I've done cocaine <laughs> lots of cocaine yeah. uh, which I don't do really anymore mm. um, but I was doing it like quite a bit god but yeah, it's uh, never good <laughs> no it's the worst but I don't know anything about ecstasy but I mm. hear that about it I grew up around a lot of drugs really yeah, definitely yeah I mean it's a lot of cocaine too where I'm really? from yeah it's not See, very Something I wanted to get into, but... The Northeast is, like, heroin. Yeah, that's so what I've always like, heard. There wasn't heroin where I'm from. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. It's, called, it's called Snow Island, because that's where oh, all the rich people right. bring yeah. in. That's where all the that rich people sense. bring in the cocaine. So I never really saw a lot of cocaine until I moved to Colorado. And from, my, from what I've heard mm-hmm. from word of mouth, from, like, old stories you hear from people that have lived here for a long time... Um, like apparently it's because of Aspen which makes a lot of sense but like you know all these rich people go to Aspen trying to have vacation and want snow in the snow yeah that's exactly yeah yeah, I mean Colorado just seems flooded with drugs in general yeah yeah you can get anything here totally (laughs) no definitely Mm -hmm. but um I guess like uh when you were were freed from your relationship, what was what was that like at first? Where uh, you're in a new city, I guess. I mean, oh you you had a, I guess you had a chance to cultivate some friendships with people. No, a, that's a good question. Support. But I guess like when uh, when did co- how did comedy play into this? When did you start? This, this all plays in. And this is a okay. good question because this all plays in the comedy. Because mm-hmm. um, this is so funny. This is like right after my breakup is the is when I met um, my first comic. Mm-hmm. Um, but so yeah, we had Who been. Was that? Megan Shanghai. But I'll get to that. Uh, So we broke up. We had been living in Denver together for about eight months. And he he's an introvert. And I I am, but I'm also hugely an extrovert. Mm -hmm. And I've always had been, like, wanting to go out and meet people. And he, he loved me a lot. And, like, I was it for him. Which is very sweet and very loving and awesome. But it was it was too much for me. Um, that was part of our breakup. That was part of the reasons why I wanted to end the relationship. So I didn't meet anybody because of that. I didn't know anybody in Denver. I knew like one girl from my hometown that like I was barely friends with. And, uh, I didn't know a single person in Denver. I had quit my job the week before, broke up with my ex the week after. Really? Didn't know a single person in Denver, was living alone in this tiny apartment in Cap Hill and was on Reddit Denver. The, you know the subreddit, the Denver subreddit? Okay. You, I, I, I'm, I'm not really a Reddit person, but I, I guess I know the lingo a bit. Sure. <laughs> so so Reddit on Reddit, there's a subreddit for Denver. And mm-hmm. I saw free event, free pizza, free comedy. <laughs> and it was uh, Matt Monroe. Well, it used to be Matt Monroe show. But it was um, 
propaganda okay. at Lanny's Clock Tower. Oh, really? Yeah, and I was like, fuck it. I don't know a single person. It was like two or three days after my breakup. Mm-hmm. I don't know a single fucking person. I'm going to go to this fucking show. I have no money. And I go down there, and they have like this... Have you been there? Uh, I don't think I've been to Lanny's Clock Tower yet. Well, they have like this back seating that's like a bar that faces towards the stage, mm-hmm. but it's like singular seating um, in a line. And I remember sitting there by myself. I had, like, enough money to get, like, a beer. And this guy came up to me and was like, hey, can I sit with you? And I was like, no. Like, I really just want to be alone. Yeah. Very sweet. Bye-bye. And, like, I think about that moment a lot because I feel like if I had just said yes and, like, begrudgingly said yes because I was trying to be polite, m- drunken Megan Shehey wouldn't have stumbled in. So this girl, I have no idea who she is. She she stumbles into the bar, like kind of like, she's drunk. She's very drunk, and it's very cute. It's very cute. And uh, she like comes in. She just like kind of like throws herself down on the seat next to me, and uh, she has like her laugh. You know her laugh. Yeah, she. I, it's I, very cute. She seems very, very loud. Fun. <laughs> yeah, very I know her cute. That well, but very cute, very loud laugh. And I'm like, who the fuck is this girl? <laughs> And, like, we're both watching the show side by side and laughing and whatnot. And we, like, get to talking. She's just, like, very, she's very, like, sassy. And she just, like, is, like, you ever thought about doing comedy? And I'm, like, no. And that actually was a lie because I had, like, read Sarah Silverman's book, The Bedwetter. Okay. A couple years before when I was living in Chicago. And I was, like, that sounds so, like, her talking about her starting comedy in New York City. I was like, that yeah. sounds so much fucking fun. And hanging out with, like, Louis C.K. and, you know, Dave Attell or whatever. Oh, yeah, I love Sarah Silverman. Yeah, She's yeah. She was, like, when I was a kid, she was the one... I'm a huge fan. Like, comic. I was like, girls are allowed to talk about farts and yeah. poop? And I was like... Because I grew up with a brother who, like, kind of was, like, a tomboy. And yeah. She was definitely the best for me. But, yeah, so... We go outside, and she gives me one of her menthols, and it's, like, raining out, and, uh... She's like, hey, you should add me on Facebook. And I'm like, okay, I just made a friend. Uh, and I'm like, okay, cool. I'll add you on, on Facebook. And she's like, you should come to this show. It's the best comedy show in town. It's, it's called Too Much Fun. It's at the Deer Pile. And, like, at the time, I was, like, going to bed at, like, 9 or 10 because I had, like, an, a pretty uh, – I just started a new job, but I had been in an office job where I was, like, used to getting up at 5 and 6. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, like, going to Too Much Fun was, like, hard for me to do. It was, like, very late. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like, I remember, like, looking for her there, and, like, she was there, but she was, like, busy talking to people. But, like, that, going that Too Much Fun, and and literally that, that Clock Tower show, that was, like, Chris Sharpentier's last show in Denver. Okay. That was the last Too Much Fun with Chris Sharpentier um, that I went to, like, so happened to be going to. And, uh, God... Yeah, I, like, fell in love with the fine gentlemen. You know, mm-hmm. like, they're so funny. Yeah. They're so great. Uh, fell in love with the deer pile. Like, and then I just I just became a fan. I was just a fan of comedy. Mm-hmm. And I was just going to events when I could. And, you know, no one really knew me. I didn't know anybody. But I was just kind of, like, slinking around. I was like, this is so weird and cool. And all the shows were free. And I had, like, no money. Yeah, um, that's always a good thing. Yeah, and, like, I loved it. And then, uh... I became really close friends with Chris Baker and started really going to a lot of comedy. Okay, yeah. Going yeah. to show the comedy works. And then uh, 
I started writing jokes in secret. Chris kind of knew about it. I started writing jokes in secret. So catching the bug. <laughs> yeah. I started writing jokes in secret. And, like, I was too bashful to, like, do it in Denver. But I was going to last March. I'm one year now in March. I've been one year. March 20th something. Oh, 21st. Thanks. But uh, I went away to Seattle in spring break and did an open mic there in, like, secret that must have been great to go up to Seattle. Oh, it's very beautiful. Yeah, yeah and the people there were uh, very friendly. Like, I'm friends with one of the guys still on Facebook now. Um, and he's he's really sweet, and everyone was super supportive, and it gave me the confidence to do it when I came back home. Mm-hmm. And I have just, I have not looked back since. But, like, yeah, the whole breakup, not knowing anybody, and, you know, falling in love with comedy. Like, mm-hmm. And that was, like, the first time I, like, I'd been dating a lot, and I was, like, I'm not dating, and, like, I didn't start dating anyone for, like, over a year after. Mm-hmm. No one seriously. I'd, like, gone on dates and stuff, but, like, but I just didn't, I just, I wanted to, I wanted to be a fun single girl in Denver. Yeah. And do Denver shit. Yeah. <laughs> go to the comedy shows. Everybody's got to have fun. Everybody's have, gotta yeah. Everybody's got to be free sometimes. Yeah. And want and be independent. Right. And I, like, you know, I felt like I had to answer to my ex a lot. And I was like, I don't want to have That's to answer. That's never good, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it wasn't like he was a tyrant or anything like that. I don't mm. mean to say it like that. But that's just what happens sometimes when you're in a relationship. Where are you coming home, you know? Yeah. And I don't want, I was, I don't want to really answer to anybody. And, uh, yeah, it was a great... Great learning experience. Great, everything's great. I'm never gonna stop comedy. Like mm-hmm. I, I've no, I've no, like, I'm never gonna stop. <laughs> never gonna stop. That's awesome. And uh, and you just started back at, at film school too, so you've got that as well to, right. to play into it. Which is weird though, being like I'm like an adult learner. Like it took me like you know, eight nine years to figure out what I want to do with my life. And now that I am doing this stuff, it just um, it seems to like it just makes sense a lot it makes so much sense so mm. it's really cool that's great and uh I guess uh this kind of like some, some speed round questions I guess in sure. a way like uh what uh what's like your your ideal first date what uh <laughs> what are you looking for in guys I god guess? I I like anything weird and anything not standard I don't know what that means mm-hmm. But I can tell you the best first date I ever had was a guy brought me to a wrestling match. Oh, really? It was like, just... it was like Lucha Libre and laugh without commentary. Oh, okay. And, like, we were commenting on it and laughing and, like, having... That was the best first date I oh, ever really? had. Oh, really? That's, yeah, that's a... That, you wouldn't expect that, but... Yeah, but you usually, you know, go out to coffee or whatever, mm-hmm. walk around, do whatever. Yeah. And that's fine, too, but... It's, like, nice, simple stuff. I find that the hardest thing sometimes is uh, is figuring out like what context to meet girls and talk to girls about stuff like that. I mean, you can't go wrong with going out for a beer or coffee or whatever, you know. Yeah. Like you can't go wrong with that, or you know, but something like that's just incredibly weird in Denver is like going to a wrestling match, like a live wrestling match. That's yeah. and it was like like the super cheesy fake WWE style too, where it's like. Everyone has a character, and they're... Like, they're all mad at each other. Yeah, like, this, well, like, drama. Yeah, I don't know. But I feel like in a first date, you can tell so much about somebody. Yeah. Like, uh... I don't know. I, I, like, I feel like I, I have asked out some girls, but, like, mm-hmm. it's... 
Like, I just don't even know who who to, like, go for sometimes. I guess, like, what... What do you what do you look for in a guy? Mm. I guess like what is what is something that that's really is attractive hard. to women? I guess that's really hard to say because I've been attracted to so many different kinds of people. Yeah, um, you know, like I've been attracted to super athletic dudes who I don't really have much in common with. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've been attracted to like scientists and like brainiacs <laughs> who are like getting their graduates and like. Like cochlear, <laughs> cochlear implants because they're they're engineering like new hearing aids for people. Um, you know, like I, I've liked and I, and then I like the nerd boys that are like you know into music and video games. So like it's so hard to say, but like, I mean, conversation is huge. Like being able, if you can like sit with someone and like not have to do anything and nonstop talk for six hours, you know, like that's. That's what I'm looking for. Like, mm-hmm. like, that's what I'm looking for. Someone I can like talk to, someone that like, like, conversation doesn't seem hard, and like, you know, it's easy. And I know you're probably like, this is, yeah. But you are, I feel like you're not as bad as you think you are. Yeah, I, I do think it's it's a bit self esteem at times. At times, but I mean, I'm not. I've gone out with guys that like, that can't even like talk on the date, like. Like I like just I'm just talking. Makes me feel better. Yeah, yeah, I mean like, not not that women haven't haven't been into me sometimes, but like literally, like I mean I I have a joke about like I mean literally the only time I've known the women are into me is when they just like put my penis inside them. I'm sure. like, oh, you're flirting. I get it. Like I have gone after guys <laughs> that are very shy, and then uh, I've had to be much more forceful with, and I I think I'm used to that almost. <laughs> Like, having to take the wheel, but that's I'm also... appreciative of women like that, definitely. Well, but and... I think a huge part when, like, asking someone out is having some sort of pre-existing rapport. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know if it's, like, you know, someone in the comedy scene or someone at your work, but, like, trying to just get to know them without... If you can, you yeah. know. And internet dating, it's different, because it's, like... It's a whole other it's world. like yeah, it's like let's meet up now before you just have some boring texts and we never meet up and because yeah. like you can't tell anything about somebody. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I you know when I when I ask people out, I feel like it's people that I've like had a laugh with before, or, like you know whatever. Like I don't know, <laughs> it's hard. I I have I know. no I have no like I like guys like this or girls like that. Like I have nothing. Like that. I that's like straight good. girls. That's I know that. I like straight <laughs> girls. That's about it. <laughs> Which can be tough. Yeah. Yeah. Can be tough. I'm, I'm, I'm the sure. On, only girls I've gone out with um, that I've like really tried to date have not been on the same page. It, there's like that dumb joke where it's like the second date for like a lesbian couple is a move-in truck. Yeah. I feel like it is very intense. Mm-hmm. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess like I, I feel like part of it too is like some I. I I'm a bit of a hopeless romantic in a way, mm-hmm. and like I, because you know, being someone who who's autistic, I obsess in weird ways over things. Not in like creepy ways, but just like obsess in ways that I get myself too worked up to even be able to to do anything about my feelings sometimes. And it's not in. I mean, I. I, I like that I've been with women that have made me feel really comfortable, but that's not always the best way, way to meet women sometimes, I feel sure. like. 
It's yeah, not the best way to meet the best type of women. Like definitely. the ones that are gonna take the wheel with you. Yeah, well, just yeah. people that have good, like, good personalities, I guess. Like people mm-hmm. that are, yeah, just sweet and comfortable, and it's more than just something physical. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, I is, mean, uh, which is something I want. I, I am a nice guy, and I want connection with people. Even when people tell me that they are afraid of commitment and are anti-commitment, I think everybody is a helpless romantic down at heart. Yeah. You know, just how much you show of it. But, like... You're not alone in that feeling, like no, I, not a hopeless or I am a very naive and hopeless romantic. That don't be me and too. It gets, it gets me in trouble, you know. And I, I just the one thing is that I, I don't know if my brother will ever listen to this, but my brother, for example, had his heart broken very badly, okay. and like like he won't really get close to anybody. He won't mm-hmm. try to get closer to people, and. uh he always says to me, like, he sees me, God, get my heart broken three or four times in a year, you know, by dating. And he's, he always, like, is like, I wish I could do that, you know. I mm-hmm. wish I could just, because that's the thing is, like, you're going to get hurt. You're going to fucking make mistakes. It's going to be fucking weird. But it's like, you just can't be afraid, I feel like. Because, yeah. like, yeah, like, he's, instead of, like, getting hurt and risking being hurt like he's just not experiencing and mm-hmm. like yeah I don't know there's that's like kind of like Louis stuff is kind of cool like you should yeah. really finish that special yeah I, I is, uh, stuff. yeah yeah just <laughs> like relate to his, the sad kind of stuff yeah too. his outlook on life is just mm-hmm. and even if you watch his show like that whole thing with, with Pamela and like yeah all that there's like that one scene and he like the Russian girl moves away and he's like very sad talking to that doctor. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, and like that's you don't you don't get anything and like the more you don't take a risk and yeah, maybe you're gonna get hurt and you're gonna get rejected and it's yeah. gonna suck and it's gonna be awkward and it's you'll have to see that person again or whatever. Yeah. It's worth taking a risk because yeah. you never know. I feel, yeah, I feel like I'm definitely at a point where, like, I'm I'm ready for things to get messy. I don't care. Like, yeah. I, just, I want to connect with people sure. and I want to I want to get close to people. Like, I don't, like, I'm not a bad guy or anything. I'm not going to hurt anybody too bad. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I just want to get out there and, and be with people. I, I really do like people deep down. I think I'm just shy and it's just... It's hard for me to relate to people sometimes and, sure. and connect. I think we all on, feel that yeah, way though, too. To feel compatible with people. Maybe you're not gonna be perfect, but like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a there's a lot of imper- imperfect people around comedy. That's what I that's <laughs> what I've noticed, and that's what I like too. Yeah, uh, no, same. It makes me feel more confident, and uh, yeah, especially when you're on stage performing and. And if you're directing and stuff like right. that, it makes you feel, uh, it helps boost your self-esteem and makes you oh, totally. feel ready to, to try stuff and take chances. Yeah, no, I mean, the, the Pussy Bros asked me to do a video for them. and like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and I did it, and I, and I think it looked great. Everyone was really happy with it, and, I, you know, Chrissy did the editing, and I think she did a great job. And mm-hmm. um, But that was, like, that was, like, a very fun and, like, I don't think they realize, like, how much of an ego boost that was for me. Like, yeah, it was, like, absolutely. Like, it's like, oh, my God, that's... Like, they have confidence enough in me mm-hmm. to help them with this project. And, you know, I better not fuck it up, you know, kind <laughs> yeah. of. Yeah. <laughs> you have a lot of weight on up. your shoulders. <laughs> yeah, no, and not that much weight, but, you know, like, mm-hmm. I weight enough that I'm like, okay, I care. Yeah. Do, you know, make sure you're doing the right stuff. Make sure it sounds good, et cetera, et cetera. But, 
Yeah, no. Comedy is great. I don't know what I'm looking for in a guy. <laughs> I guess let uh like what uh like what uh what types of guys hit on you or like what have been your what have God. been like experiences with with guys hitting on you? Any embarrassing stories like that? Uh I always, it's always like a 50-50 toss-up for me when I get hit on in public. Or just people, I guess people in general, if girls hit on you too. uh, Well, yeah, I mean, girls do too. Mm -hmm. Um, But obviously, like when I'm at the gay bar, yeah, I'll get hit on by women. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't happen very often at heterosexual bars. Um, Or not that they're heterosexual, but you know what I mean, they're not gay bars. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would say it's a very, very wide variety of people. (laughs) From all different weeks of life. Well, it's um, going to get weird dicks coming around. Yeah. If you're a girl, I feel like it's, yeah, it Me, there's game out there for women to pick up the right guy. Yeah, and like, I don't know, a loud bar where people hit on you, t- t- that tends to be like not a great place for me. And I mean, I, I'm kind of a bitch. I'm kind of a bitch. <laughs> like, that's just, that's what I'm trying to say is like, I... Like, you have to say something pretty clever to me to even get me to fucking care about what you're saying to me. Okay. Um, I actually recently just wrote a joke about, like, how I feel like when a guy buys you this a drink, it's like this contract I didn't sign up for. Like, exactly, yeah, social yeah, Social contract yeah. that I didn't want to be a part of, but now I have to fucking pretend to talk to you and, like, yeah. care what you're saying. Because I'm a bitch. Uh, like, literally, my best friend from back home, when her and I would go out together... Like I almost made a man cry once because he was wow. he was like hitting on he was hitting on us and I just didn't give a fuck and I had like you know drank enough to be very sassy and I like hung my coat up on his face when he tried oh, wow. to talk to us. <laughs> that's incredibly bitchy. Yep. Yeah. I don't have a lot of. Things. But that's awesome too. I guess that's hilarious. It was. Funny, but then, like, and I was trying to be, like, cute. I was, like, not trying to be a bitch. Yeah. But, like, I, when the guy took the coat off his face, he looked so sad. He looked yeah. so sad and so confused. And I do feel bad because, like, it takes a lot to, like, put yourself out there. I just, like, I just don't care. I just don't care. I just don't care. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> yeah. Especially I... if, like, the guy is really drunk and I'm not. Especially, like, it's, like, please back the fuck up. Yeah. I feel like I've done a lot of like a lot of dumb stuff where I don't read signals properly, mm-hmm. or like I've hit on a woman where I didn't even realize she had a wedding ring. Like just being so mm-hmm. that fucking naive. I never looked at that, but yeah. And like yeah, and like I'm usually a pretty aware person, but it's just like oh that that dick mind just gets mm-hmm. me zeroed in on sure. liking her, and I'm like ah, it, I I feel like, like you're trying just, to get laid. Well, not, I mean, not just getting laid, but, but just somebody like, I want to connect with and just yeah, get to yeah. know. At least like, a dick mind, like, yeah. I mean, as a guy, I feel like we're all, it all start, especially with the, if you're young, like, it, it mostly you're... starts with physical attraction. Oh, yeah, and, 100%. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I mean, I've had a joke recently where I've, like, I've talked about, like, I'm not, I'm like, people talk about, like, oh, you're an ass man or a tit man. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a face man. Like, I think that's. That's a little bit noble, I feel like, but it also sounds a little bit weird. Like, oh, I like your face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's a bit creepy. I think it's creepy. I think it's creepy when that even is a thing. What? <laughs> like, I'm an ass man. Oh, it's like, yeah. why are you saying that? Mm-hmm. Stop. <laughs> You're creeping everybody out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a tit man. Please stop. Yeah. Like, I just want to cover up yeah. and go away from them. Like, get away. Yeah. I mean, I, I just feel like I, I, I gotta like the the 
the I get what you're face saying, that yeah. the words are coming yeah, out yeah. of a bit. Yeah. No, that's mm-hmm. that's funny. Women but, uh, work on their faces too. They, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's. They're de- women are definitely much prettier than men. That's for sure. Yeah. And it's definitely with the face. Yeah, men are handsome too. I think everybody's on a Kinsey scale. It's just how much people are willing to admit. Yeah, I, I've I've always been. Yeah, I grew up in a household that was, like, very, like, free sexually, I guess. Like, oh, really? Well, like, not free sex, but, like... Your parents didn't well, care. I was, really. was kind of latchkey growing up, so, like... I don't know what that I, means, my, really. Uh, well, like, my parents weren't around that much. Oh, okay. Cause they, just because they worked a lot. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, when I got home from school, I pretty much did whatever I wanted and stuff like that. So, like, they mm-hmm. knew I was going to learn stuff. Right. Especially with the internet and, right. and being my age and stuff like that. It so, does... Like, they never really had to do the sex talk with me. Like, I found out from my friends and stuff like that on my own. Like, sure. I'm, they they were always very open with me talking about stuff, whatever I wanted to talk about. Yeah, and it gets so, kind of weird uh, when you have... It gets bad when your parents are, like, kind of, like, try to protect you. Yeah, no, nah, they much. weren't like that at yeah, all. They yeah, just, that's cool. They let me be free, even though I was a nerd and really didn't. Right, <laughs> They didn't have... What like, do you I do mean, with this freedom? Yeah, uh, they're not... I didn't really... Yeah, I wasn't really utilizing it as much as I should sure. have. Being a young kid, I mean, I was. I mean, I've always been pretty young looking for my age, so I think that yeah, that's I, why I have no, I have no idea. Dating how life as well, too. I feel like in a weird way, I think that also plays into my self consciousness a bit, uh, a little bit too. Is feeling feeling too young sometimes, like even though I'm 27, but mm-hmm. like I just, I just don't know how people look at me. I guess I have no idea, like what comedy is kind of yeah brought that out like I felt like I was very really? self-aware before mm-hmm. but like even with just like cutting my hair and like I did a uh, that show um the crowd work show which that one was that Harrison G- Garcia put on okay. at the voodoo and you're not supposed to do your material for like how long was it it was like it was several minutes I want to say four minutes um no material and That's you a just long have, time. yeah you just have to work off the crowd and like like, this one, like, this was just, like, like, you put yourself on stage and people literally criticize you. Or not criticize you, but, like, they make observations that you would never have thought of before. Like, literally, this woman was like, what made you put, she's like, you got the corduroy pants, the polka dot shirt, and I was wearing, like, this striped sweater. And she's like, what? And it was, like, something I, like, never even thought of before, but it was, like, I was wearing, like, three different patterns. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was like, God, I guess, like, the, to real people, normal people, this might look crazy. But to me, like, I looked into myself in the mirror and be like, girl, you look good. Yeah. Like, you know, like, I I don't, like, I thought I was self-aware, but I feel like comedy makes you more self-aware yeah. in ways you never even wanted to do. About appearance, though, but, like, it's... You're so you're, vulnerable up there. Well, yeah, but your appearance, like, does have, like, a lot to do with what people think of, of you. Yeah. And it's crazy to me, and it's, like, a realization that comedy has given me. It's mm-hmm. like, I knew, like, it was a real thing before, but it's like, holy shit, this is, like, how we all interact Socially, mm-hmm. is based off looks majority of the time. Yeah. We're definitely gonna get a joke out of when you do get a new hairstyle. I did. You definitely I, get a joke out of that. Yeah, Just... I definitely got some jokes out of it because mm-hmm. yeah, people. I had like one comic come up to me, and like we had gone on like one date, and I won't drop names, but we went on a date, and uh, he, he was like, "Oh, do you want to go out again?" And I was like, "I don't think so." Whatever, and uh, I was I was like, I'm weird. This is weird. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then, like, the next day, I cut my hair. And he was like, are you okay? Because, like, I kind of just, like, left it open-ended. But I just didn't want to, like, explain anything. But he yeah. thought I was having, like, a mental breakdown because of this haircut. And I was like, no. It's just, don't I look cool? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, well, yeah, that would, if that happened to me, I would definitely be like, did I do that to yeah. her or something like no, that? Like, am I him. that bad of a man? No, it was a good That's date. Just... I'm just weird. It was a good, it was a fine date. Mm-hmm. I just didn't want to go out again. Yeah, I can't. That's a funny coincidence. Yeah, I'm like, mm-hmm. I keep going, like, onto this, like, I don't know, I really just want to focus on my comedy, and I really want to date my comedy, but, like, but then I'm also just, and, like, I'm happy, I'm happy, Mm -hmm. but I'm also lonely, like, I'm happy and lonely, and, like, dating comedy is lonely, (laughs) I definitely understand that, it's very, yeah, it can feel um, lonely, but, so, like, I keep going back and forth of wanting to date and not wanting to date, and that's Mm -hmm. pretty much, I'm just indecisive. Yeah. I mean, I just don't know why there aren't more, why there aren't, why more people can't just have fun with each other and not make a big deal out of shit. Like, I've never felt like total bro in that way, I guess, or like totally a man. Because, I mean, I, I had a good mother figure growing up. She was always very nice and cool, so I feel mm-hmm. like I've always had a very positive uh, outlook on women in general. Mm-hmm. And, like, it it seems like it it definitely is more tends to be more of a guy thing of just of like pushing women away and making things weird I guess sometimes you mean like commitment wise yeah I guess well I mean or people can't just uh, can't just have like short relationships or flings or stuff like that Mm -hmm. or I know back and forth it Mm -hmm. really depends on the relationship for me and how much I felt emotionally invested Mm -hmm. because if I really like somebody like I really fucking like somebody. Mm-hmm. And, like, it will be hard. It may be much harder for me to get over it, but I will. Yeah. But if I never really cared, and, like, it was just a fun fling or whatever, it's like, oh, that's, you know, like, no yeah. big deal at all. I guess, like, part of it is, like, I guess I guess I wish people could experience each other without it having to be, like, such a gossip type of thing yeah. and be such a, a deceitful type of thing about it, where it's... About monogamy, I mean, monogamy and commit. I mean, being in deep relationships and stuff like that. I mean, uh, I mean, my parents got divorced and stuff like that. So I, I mean, I think everybody that has had that had to go through that, especially when it's when it dealt with commitment, has like some weird issues about it. But like, I just wish people could be more laissez-faire, I guess, about it. Yeah, you go back to some French. But Ringo. also, we love movies, and what yeah. do people love more than anything is drama. Yeah. And, you know, like, that's just human nature, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, like, everyone loves a good good story, yeah. you know? And when you're not a part of it, it doesn't feel like, oh, I'm connected to this, and I can talk about it. But I see what you're saying, mm-hmm. and, like, it, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I've definitely pushed, like, I feel like I can't tell if you're talking about commitment or not, but, like... Or, like, you, you mean just, like, people being cool after the fact? Yeah, I mean, like, hooking up and not being weird about it and stuff like that and not... I mean, I people just, just being so... more open about liking each other. Because, I mean, just from my personal perspective, I find it really, really difficult. I feel like there's... There, I feel like there's sort of too much pressure on guys to, like, to to fig, to like force themselves on women. And I, I've just never 
it's just been a weird thing that I've never figured out is like how you're to... the, supposed to be the one that takes charge. <laughs> yeah, and I've just never been that. I guess I feel like I I hate saying this in a way, but like I almost feel like I'm I'm too cool for love sometimes. Like I'm I'm so relaxed and so chill that it's like uh, you know, like I, I'm waiting for like a full green light. Like I, it's almost like a weird cat and mouse. Like, I'm being sort of hard to get in a way. And I know that's probably something I should work on for sure if I want to if I wanna connect with people more. Yeah, it's a balance. And, like, I don't know. I'm not sure. I think, I think things, the best way for things to happen, though, is just to happen naturally. Yeah. You know? Um, and whether or not someone likes you or not, like, I mean, that changes the dynamic, and, like, I guess that's what you're saying, is, like, why does it have to be weird if someone likes you? Yeah. But it it's just weird, because you want them to like you back. Yeah, I that's one thing I, I learned uh, uh, listening to, to Christy Buckley's podcast about, mm-hmm. like, what, I mean, part of, uh, yeah, part of, uh, I guess, being in love or, or finding somebody that you like, like, Part of what you should like is that they like you back, mm-hmm. and yeah, that was something that was that was pretty that was pretty hard to hear <laughs> because I feel like I have I have made mistakes in choosing which people I like sometimes. Yeah, I love I love their dynamic together because yeah. uh, Christy has such a unique experience. Yeah, Christy and Haley are hilarious. I used to listen to uh, I, used to, I, I still listen to it, but I used to like be obsessed with them. Too yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's hard to like love yourself and love somebody that doesn't want to be with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously that's a huge part of it. And then like I don't know, I've definitely been the hopeless romantic where I'm like, but maybe if I do this and that, mm-hmm. and like they'll I'll win them over, you know, yeah. like a romance. And it's like, and then you really become rational, and you're like, oh. Sarah, that's just fucking movies, you idiot. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's love's complicated. <laughs> it's so complicated. Yeah, that's yeah. I think that's what we're, we're gonna learn in every episode yeah, of this podcast. Yeah, it's so complicated. So this shit is real complicated. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, we can always we can always have fun making mistakes and learning stuff. I mean, I, I we learn stuff about love every single day and connecting with people. But yeah, I mean, it, I just feel like it gets it gets tough sometimes when you. I mean, just. Having Asperger's is like is like trying to find love with blinders on in a way. It's, well, so I hear mm-hmm. you like bring it up a lot. So this was something I kind of would be interested in sort of touching ground on because like I feel like I also have like a, a disability in a way. I have a mental health disorder. Mm-hmm. I posted. About I think it. You've, yeah, you've, me- you've mentioned that before. I posted it on Facebook for mm-hmm. the first time, being open about it, which has been weird. But yeah. I've had people contact me who've had who have it and don't want to tell everybody which is completely fine or you know relating to it in some way but yeah i have i have borderline personality disorder yeah yeah which is like ptsd but with abandonment issues from your parents Mm. um obviously grew up in foster care all that stuff all that fun stuff goes into it yeah i've known people with that yeah, and it complicates my relationships, and it, it it distorts relationships for me, distorts reality, and it creates paranoia yeah. in my mind where I feel like I can't trust people and I can't 
you know, I dated Walter for eight months. That is completely 100% what destroyed our relationship is I, and that's another thing that I've been like, I don't, I'm not like looking ready to like jump into anything right away. Mm. Cause it's like, I have a lot to work on myself. And like, that is something when I do get into that point with someone, I have to talk to them about it. It's like, Hey, I have borderline personality disorder. Yeah. Like this is a real thing. I'm working on it. I'm in therapy, you know, blah, 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 blah. But like, you know, I'm not going to let that hold me back. And I feel like the more I act like it's something I can't control or like, I know it's not something I can control necessarily, but like mm-hmm. the more I let it define me, the more it does. Yeah. And like, I mean, I, I wouldn't think that your Asperger's is like a, a bad thing at all. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's not, I feel like it's not a disability or like something that's going to hinder you. Yeah. It's just your, your, your experience. Yeah. And like anybody that you're going to click with and truly connect with, Mm -hmm. you know, is going to see past that as much as I hope that same with me and my BPD. Like, you know, like, Oh, you're a great person. And yeah, maybe sometimes it creates awkwardness. Maybe in your case Mm -hmm. creates problems in my relationships, you know, like, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, like, I feel like when you talk about it, it's like, you're like, oh, so it's like this thing that, like, this is why, and it's like, I think girls like guys with Asperger's. I feel like I've known lots of happy people in... Lily, I just, I, I really? Yeah, I don't, I don't feel that way that much. I don't okay. know, yeah. But, I mean, I, I just maybe haven't known the right people, or... Sure, sure. Because, yeah, I mean, I, I, I was, uh, I was only diagnosed about five years ago so it was okay. sort of later in life but it did it did Explain. sort of make everything yeah, ex- yeah click why i just had a hard time connecting with people and I, had I, some emotional problems and stuff like that but i was uh, diagnosed with ptsd mm-hmm. and then about four really? or five years ago was diagnosed with bpd mm-hmm. and when i found out that it did feel like i was like oh like yeah. this makes so much more sense and it's a relief in a way, almost, right? Or, sort of. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's closer connecting to, like, yourself. Yeah. And understanding yourself. But I just, the only reason I, I brought that up is, like, I feel like when, like when you talk about it, it's like, um, like, like yeah, you feel like it's pushing you back. But, like, really, if, I feel like if you were just more confident with it. Yeah, I know. You know, like. A, that is, yeah, I yeah, feel like yeah, that yeah, is yeah. such a. But it's I love that bad trait with me. No, yeah. no, no. I love that you talk about it and that you're mm-hmm. open about it. And that's great because I feel like. Yeah. I feel like we live in a world where, like, it's so easy to just hide things yeah. that make you feel, like, insecure instead of, like... Because, yeah, like, I... Do I like saying I have borderline personality disorder? No fucking way. It sounds terrifying. Absolutely. It sounds completely terrifying. It does not sound good. It's like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Personality to what? <laughs> uh, like, that's not... But, like, you know, that's just... I mean, yeah, it's a part of me... But you are so much more, yeah. and I'm so much more, and everybody's so much more than like these little. I shouldn't say little. It is a huge part of you too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not. I'm just. It's a balance, I guess. Yeah. Well, that's, well, that's a great way to look at it. That's yeah. That gives me a lot of hope. That yeah. I'm glad that you, you that you can look at that in a positive way. And I mean, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't. <laughs> <Really>? like, <laughs> no. I mean, there are times where like I'm like, oh my god, yeah. I'm never gonna have a normal relationship. Yeah, I feel. I'm never right. gonna have a healthy relationship yeah. because of my own wandering mind, and yeah. like, and that hurts me. Like that hurts 
it hurts me. Like, it, it makes me feel very <laughs> sad. Uh, <laughs> it makes me feel very sad. Yeah. Um, but no, but, and that's just when you're kind of in that mindset. But, like, I know in reality, like, the, the, the steps I've taken, how much I have gotten better, things I do work on, mm-hmm. you know, it's not going to happen overnight, but someday I hope this isn't a problem. Yeah. You know, I hope to get enough experience and someone that I can, like, will have the patience with me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, to, like, let me work on myself and be with me. But that does seem unlikely to like I get negative yeah I get very negative about it yeah but we can all get negative yeah we exactly bad, I feel get like bad ideas in our head and yeah and you when your mind runs wild faster. yeah exactly um, ruminate I think yeah. is the word you ruminate <laughs> getting into vocabulary here yeah yeah end. I definitely ruminate for yeah. sure. well uh, it's that's been a great talk we've been talking for about an hour and okay uh, yeah. uh, I want to uh Get into uh, like our big question, I guess, is uh, that I want to find out about each individual guest is like how uh, how would you to wrap it all up? I guess is to like say what how would you define love? What does it mean to you? Um, what are you looking for? I guess. No, it's a big question. No, it's definitely it's a, a question one. you can ruminate on. <laughs> no, I mean when it boils down to it. Being in love is just, like, fucking your best friend. <laughs> it's like having sex with your best friend. That's a great way to look at it, yeah. And just fucking your best friend. I hope I can, uh, yeah, I can hope I can <laughs> Fuck your people best friend. like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just, like, when you're truly in love and, mm-hmm. yeah, like, it's when you are away from that person, you're, like, you want to, like, share that with them, Yeah. you know? And when you... Yeah, it's fucking your best friend. Yeah, that made me think of, like, fucking somebody uh, that you can laugh with a lot. Because, like, yeah. I, that's, some of the best, that's some of the most fun times, I feel like, is when, I've, is, uh, when you're, you can laugh in bed and stuff like that. But I definitely love dating. Can you do that with you guys? <laughs> I definitely love, yeah, yeah, not, not your dude. If you're a straight not man. Not your heterosexual friends, yeah. but, you know, your uh, <laughs> relationships that are... Uh, Reciprocal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely love dating a comic for that reason. Yeah. It's like just being fucking dumb. Yeah, I'm attracted. Yeah, I'm attracted to. F- I think every comedian is attracted to funny people. Mm-hmm. I think we yeah. all. Yeah, that's definitely a number one thing. Is or at least Sense something that gets your humor. God, I want to play off a bit. I brought a date to the Nerd Roast and. No. Uh, <laughs> God, he didn't laugh at anything, and I was like, "This is oh, awful." Oh that God, sucks. I mean, he's very sweet. He's very sweet, and yeah. I'm sure he thought it was funny. But uh, oh man, he, he should have been paying attention. You were testing him. I know. I'm fucking. I'm the fucking worst. Just like <laughs> testing. No, people. that's no, no, that's a that's a good secret way. I, yeah, I would it, feel, it is a good I would feel tell, a little though. weird if he didn't if. So they didn't laugh at anything and it's during like, the show. Com- comedy is, you know, my baby. Like, come so on. it's like that's if anyone's gonna be with me, they gotta fucking yeah. Gonna have fun. Yeah, you have to be able to laugh at stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I want someone to laugh with for sure. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks for breakfast. And uh, yeah, so much breakfast. Yeah, so much. And uh, (laughs) I'm gonna eat this last piece of bacon. I keep staring at it. (laughs) And uh, what do you what do you have coming up? Oh god, Uh, anything close? Because this is gonna come out. This is the ninth, so it'll be coming out probably on like the end of this month, the end Um, of April. I'm really. I've been open mic comedian. I'm not mm-hmm. booked a lot, but uh, yeah. Well, I mean, 
I always want to get out. people any, anybody out there. Come check me out. The Los Tacos open mic every Saturday. <laughs> um, it know. is a poppin' mic, yeah. It Michael is a poppin' mic. running a pretty hot mic. It's and I definitely yeah. don't try to miss it. But no, I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting booked a lot. But yeah. I you know. will be a year. You're a year in, and yeah, I'm it'll start coming. Trying to hit the mics a lot. Yeah, so. I think I think most people that are in our position are struggling to get more shows. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. I'm I'm sure the more the funnier I get the you know more likely I'll get booked and yeah. the more I get on mics the funnier I'll get hopefully yeah absolutely but, you're a funny person <laughs> thanks. you got a good outlook on love so I guess yeah you're yeah you're <laughs> a good guess. person and yeah you, sort of you deserve love <laughs> everyone Sarah. deserves love yeah absolutely all right but, uh, yeah well, this was fun yeah uh, uh, say bye Sarah bye, bye everybody yeah we'll see you next time on see the first ya. date podcast bye.